Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Dr. D's Dating Diaries. So you are going to hear a lot of anecdotal dating stories that are really hilarious. And I can't make this stuff up, honestly. But what I want to do with these stories is I want it to be a teaching point and a learning point on what we as women do and what men do and how we can actually work together and actually start dating harmoniously and not have these horrific dating stories come up again. So take the time to listen to this. Have a laugh because I swear to you, I cannot make these stories up. But I also want you to take home a learning point and realize that both men and women have to heal themselves first before they can actually be good partners to one another. So pool player Tom. Pool player Tom said he played pool professionally. I don't think he understood what that actually meant. Um, What he probably should have said is, I like playing pool, but I actually work in HR. And I called him out on it because initially when he said he's a professional pool player, I said, oh, so how often are you out on the road doing all of the stuff? And that's when he realized, oh my goodness, she actually knows what a professional pool player is. And so he quickly turned back and said, oh, you know what? Sorry, I didn't mean to mislead you with that. So he got caught in his lie, but he apologized. So I let it go. I should have actually just left at that. This happened, I think, last year. So I was heading out to Monaco for a course and he was in such a hurry. I was heading out in a week. I'd literally started chatting with him a week before and he was determined to actually meet up with me before I went to Monaco. And as I was talking to a couple of my friends, they were like, well, you were going to the south of France. The chances of you finding your forever man there with your personality was highly likely, which means he wanted to make sure that he grabbed you up and snapped you up before that. Now, men, if you're listening to this, I mean... You're going to have to be super, super, really, really good because if we find our forever person in another country, even if we are dating you, we might just leave you because a lot of women have realized now we're not going to settle anymore. It's sad but true. Men don't settle usually at all. It's just that women have finally realized that we don't need to settle either. So with this guy, he took me out on a date. He took me to the Queen Elizabeth Theatre. He took me to some... Um, It was a Chinese dance show and he bought the tickets up in the nosebleed areas. And I say nosebleed areas because, yes, I'm a snob. I like sitting at the front. And when I go to the Queen Elizabeth Theatre with my friends, we usually do sit at the front. But I also knew that that's me. That's my lot of friends. He works in HR. I don't expect him to do that. I also knew that he forked out probably about $100 per ticket because my then assistant said, oh my God, those tickets are expensive. So I looked at it, I looked at the $100 and I said, yeah, for him, that's probably expensive. So we went out, we met there. He kept holding my hand. But one thing that was the second red flag was that he wasn't referring to his ex-wife as his ex-wife. He still referred to her as his wife. And so I thought... That's a little bit shady. Are you still married? Are you separated? You said you were divorced. But I kept quiet because we were sitting and watching the show. And 
I wasn't in the mood. And like I said, my intuition started kicking in. So I thought, well, I'm going to make an early day night out of this. I'm going to go home. I was tired. I'd had a long day. I knew I wanted to pack. And I didn't see this going any further. So I was like, mm, you know what? It's easier just for me to go off. And so after that, he had said, hey, you know, do you want to go and grab something to eat? Because I haven't eaten anything. I'm really hungry. And I told him, you know what? Actually, I've eaten already. But thank you so much. I'm going to go off now. So I thought that was fine. But then, of course, he decided he wanted to be a gentleman, which is awesome. And guys, that's, that's awesome. Walk the girl to her car especially in this day and age, walk the woman to a car, make sure she's safe there. I mean, the other day I, we were walking back from a restaurant and my friend and both her daughters actually walked me to my place, which was just two blocks away, but they took the dog and they walked me there. Just do that. That's just the, the nice thing to do. It's not even chivalry. It's just the nice thing to do. So he walked me to my car and I thought, oh no, if he sees my car, he's going to freak out. I drive a convertible. I like nice cars. I can afford it. I've earned that title. So I'm happy to drive that car. It's not to show off with other people. It's what I like for myself. Now, unfortunately, a lot of men feel less than and their egos are bruised if you drive a better car than them or if you have a better job than them. That's not my fault, is it? You should have actually done better in your life. And don't blame anybody but yourself. Because as I will say time and time again, as a white man who has been afforded all the privileges of being white and getting everything that you wanted, you may have grown up poor, but you've never been subjected to the racial profiling, to the drama, to the, the discrimination that any person of color, be it male or female, has ever been experienced or exposed to. So despite all of that, if you still can't do anything and you still land yourself up in HR, you have no one to blame but yourself, right? Because your lifestyle has taught you that as a white privileged man, you can get away with bare minimum. It doesn't fly anymore, unfortunately. And people are discovering that they are becoming less and less relevant. So when he walked me to the car, he saw my car. He's like, oh, is that your car? I said, yes, that's my car. He says, oh, that's impressive. And then he said, ooh, that's very impressive. And I knew that was the end of it. But it was fine because I didn't want to actually see him again. So I'm in Monaco having fun. Met a couple of nice boys there. They're so friendly. They're really friendly and handsome and good, clean fun. And he was texting me. And just before I was coming back home, he texted me to say, you know, I have to tell you something. I said, okay. Um, and the story was that a girl that he had dated for maybe a month or so, a good year or so before that, he'd met up with her again at a party randomly and they slept together. And he's like, I think I want to see if this works out. Now, his story was very long, long drawn out text. Ladies, if a guy is sending you something more than three or four sentences in a long ass message, and text form. He is lying through his teeth to make up excuses as to why he doesn't want to see you. See it for what it is. Do not go hounding him. Just politely say, that's okay. You don't even have to say, I wasn't interested in any way, because that will spark a conversation because men don't like rejection, right? And you don't want to subject yourself to any of that bad energy. 
like I said, we can always fight with them. We can always beat them at the fights. If you're good with your words like I am, it's easy to do that. But why do you want to expend all that energy? You don't want to put that out into the universe because that's what you're going to keep attracting all the time. So when he told me that, I was like, okay, that's good for you. I wish you well. And that was it. So he's probably surprised because, you know, men want us to fall all over them. And I'm like, well, that helps me out because I then don't have to say no to a second date because I had no intention of actually going out with him in the first place. So number one, don't lie and say you're a professional pool player. Don't lie and say you're a professional anything, professional tennis player, professional athlete, professional anything, because someone like me might just catch up on you. Second, the date, awesome. That was perfect. It took me out for the date. Third problem, hmm. stop calling your wife your wife. If she's your ex-wife, Stop mentioning her because it means you literally are either stepping out on her. You're only separated. I don't date men who are separated. You need to be fully divorced. I'm fully divorced and that's what I expect from others. And the last thing is, if you can't handle my car, don't come up with this weird story of you met a girl that you dated briefly before, but you had no interest in her. Then you met her again and now you actually slept with her and you want to see where it's going. I mean... We know that's a lot of BS. You're not in, you just, you, you're trying to, you've got a bruised ego, which is understandable, right? but you want to say all of these things. The lesson here, ladies, is that if you decide you're not interested in him, leave it be. There's no need to chase it. There's no need to even get upset with him. Understand that his ego was bruised not yours. And that's a him problem. It's his issue, not yours. Men, if you're that intimidated, stay the F at home. Don't be going out. Don't be dealing with women who are highly educated, who are very independent and can do things on their own. Because let me tell you something about you guys in Vancouver. Women are doing it for their own here, purely because you guys have proved that you can't do anything for us, right? We don't want man children, we're not interested in that. Go home, stay with your mama if that's the case. We are not interested in that. And if you haven't progressed in life, and sadly, it seems to be the case in Vancouver. And unfortunately, I have mentioned this before, and I'm not picking on race, but I'm picking on an actual fact. That white male privilege has allowed you to be less than bare minimum, and that's been acceptable in your life. And then that's okay. But then don't go date a person, a woman of color, because most women of color who are living in Vancouver, the majority of us have actually had to educate ourselves, especially if we're foreign. We got to this country because of our skill set in our education. And so that's food for thought. If you can't handle it, if you're going to have a bruised ego, don't make up the stories. I would have respected this man much more and he would not be on my podcast with me saying all these things about him had he said, you know what? You threw me for a loop. That car is just very intimidating. I can't even afford to buy a $600 car. Okay, fine. I'm just embellishing here. But at least be honest because Guys, when you are honest with a woman, and I know sometimes it backfires because you've got some psycho stalker woman, 
But you've also done the wrong thing by leading them on, creating this whole thing about, oh, planning a future with them and everything, just so that you can get into the pants. And then once you get into their pants, they are emotionally connected. You've screwed them over and you want to move on. But you told them all those nice things. This guy didn't do that. So that was fine. There was none of those expectations. And I don't believe it when people try to love bomb me anymore. I've learned my lessons from my narcissistic ex. It's taken a while, but I have learned my lessons. So in respect to that, um, if you're going to get your ego deflated, just don't leave the house or look for people who are not like, I mean, everyone asks what everybody does. If someone's going to tell you that they are a physician, know that it's probably you're not in their league. You're going to feel intimidated. You're going to feel like your ego has been deflated. So then don't even bother because a lot of times, and like I said, I know now that I wouldn't waste my time with this guy. But back then, before I had my breakthrough, before I realized what my trauma was and what my triggers were and what I was trying to people please for, I would accept this. I didn't have any boundaries. I now have those boundaries, which is why I wouldn't have never even bothered to go out on a date with this guy. No matter how nice he was being, I would see this as there's no future. Very much like how most guys, they know when they look at a woman, whether they see that person as their future wife or whether they just see her as a one night stand. And you see a lot of girls who have been dating guys forever, they break up because nothing's ever going right. They break up after years and that guy will go and meet the next girl and he's engaged and he has a baby within a year with that girl. It's because he always knew that you were just someone keeping him occupied until he found the one. Now, ladies, we need to do that as well. You can keep them to keep you occupied if that's the case or be like me for now who's decided, yeah, I am not wasting my energy on that. I don't want to give my energy to anybody who's not worth my time. But you could do it either or. There's no harm in saying, hey, I want to go out and have fun. But don't get serious on someone who you don't see as your, yourself as setting, settling down with. Don't settle for someone you don't actually see a future with. Don't create that in our heads. Women always tend to create that. Just don't do that. So now, if that guy had asked me out, I probably, after him lying about the professional pool playing thing, I would have said, nah, you know what? I think we should call it quits before even going out. So that's the lesson for today. So that is it for today's episode. Hope you guys enjoyed the stories but i also hope that you learned something be safe out there guys and see you next week